Hello there, everyone, and thanks for coming back. We're now on Lesson 140. Only salvation can be said to cure. Now, remember, salvation is this finding our way back to the truth of us, not because we're going on a journey. The finding our way back doesn't mean we're going anywhere. It means that we're finally accepting what is true. We're not making up what is true. We're finally accepting it. So here we go. Cure is a word that cannot be applied to any remedy the world accepts as beneficial. Remember, the world as we understand it is all our fear and guilt and disturbance over believing we've left home in our minds just kind of dumped out here where we see it as a three-dimensional world. So nothing in this environment is actually going to do us any good. So what the world perceives as therapeutic, which of course is healing, is just what's going to make the body better. Remember, the body is a hallucination. Many other dimensions have no idea about this thing we're seeing. When it tries to heal the mind, it sees no separation from the body where it thinks the mind exists. We act like the mind sits inside our head someplace. Its forms of healing thus must substitute one illusion for another. Remember, we're hallucinating and thinking we're here is a really sick idea. It's that sick idea that needs to be cured and this lesson will talk about this more. So one belief in sickness takes another form, and so the patient now perceives himself as well. He's not healed. He merely had a dream that he was sick, and in the dream he found a magic formula to make him well. Yet he has not awakened from the dream, and so the mind remains exactly as it was before. No change in the beliefs in the mind, so to speak. He has not seen the light that would awaken him and end the dream. So what difference does the content of a dream make in reality? One either sleeps or wakens and nothing in between. The happy dreams, the text talks about this a lot. The happy dreams the Holy Spirit brings or that sense of presence in us are different from the usual dreaming of the world where one just merely dreams he is awake. The dreams that forgiveness lets the mind perceive do not induce another form of sleep so that the dreamer just dreams another dream. Remember, forgiveness is letting go of the grievances. His happy dreams that occur as we stop the judgment, drop the grievances, are heralds, that means they're the forerunners of the dawn of truth upon the mind. They lead from sleep to gentle wakening. So we're not just dreaming another dream. Finally, the dreams are gone, and thus they cure for all eternity. So to cure is to wake up, because our world is based on this guilt that we're trying to export and get rid of. There's not going to be a cure found there. So atonement heals with certainty and it cures all sickness. That's a big statement. All sickness. For the mind that understands that sickness can be nothing but a dream, see in reality sickness is impossible, is not deceived by all the forms the dream may take. 
Sickness where guilt is absent cannot come. It's impossible to be sick if you don't feel guilty. Because there it is. Sickness is just another form of guilt. It's just another way that guilt is expressed. This is important now. Atonement or just accepting the truth of us does not heal the sick because that's not a cure. It takes away the guilt that makes sickness possible. And we feel guilty over feeling like we have separated. That's why atonement says just accept the fact that you haven't separated and everything's handled. So that's cure indeed. For sickness now is gone with nothing left to which it can return. If you don't feel guilty, it is impossible to be sick. So peace be to you who have been cured in God with love and not in idle dreams. For cure must come from holiness, and holiness cannot be found where sin or guilt is cherished. In other words, where we just insist that we're sinful and guilty and small and unworthy. God abides in holy temples. He is barred where sin has entered, yet there's no place where he isn't. So we're just not aware of having been made insane with this guilt. So sin can have no home in which to hide from his beneficence. That's because there's no place love isn't. There is no place where holiness is absent. And nowhere, therefore, that sin and sickness can abide. In other words, it is imaginary, imaginary, imaginary. This love that's everywhere and is what you are is the thought that cures. It does not make distinctions among unrealities or the different forms in dreams, nor does it seek to heal what isn't sick. Unmindful where the need for healing is, this is no magic. It's merely an appeal to truth which cannot fail to heal and forever. It is not a thought that judges an illusion by its size, its seeming gravity, or anything that is related to the form it takes. It merely focuses on what it is and knows that no illusion can be real. When a person is hallucinating, you do not go in there and try to make some distinction between an imaginary truck and an imaginary car. They're both imaginary. There's just nothing to do about it except to know they're imaginary. Okay, so today we are not going to seek to cure what cannot be sick. Healing must be sought, but where it is, and then applied to what is actually sick so that a cure can happen. There is no remedy the world provides that can affect a change in anything. The world is imaginary. How can it affect anything of substance? The mind that brings allusions to the truth is really changed. There is no change but this. For how can one illusion, something that doesn't exist, differ from another something else that doesn't exist? somethings with no substance, no reality, no core, a nothing that's actually truly different. So today we're going to seek to change our minds about the source of sickness, for we're going to seek a cure for 
all illusions, not just shift around among them, which is what we do now. So today we're going to try to find the source of healing. Notice that source of healing, which is in our minds because our father, our creator placed it there. If he placed it there, it's there. It is not further from us than ourselves. It is as near to us as our own thoughts, our own breath, so close it's impossible to lose. We just need to seek for it and it must be found, which is another way of saying we must pay attention to it. Remember, what we don't pay attention to is not in our awareness. But if we start to pay attention to it, all of a sudden, there it is. So we're not going to be misled today by what appears as sick. We're going to go beyond appearances and reach this source of healing from which nothing is exempt. This is a black and white, all or nothing situation. We're going to succeed to the extent to which we realize there can never be a meaningful distinction between what is untrue and what is equally untrue. There are no degrees and no beliefs that what does not exist is truer in some forms than others. That would be crazy. All of them are false and can be cured because they're not true. So we're going to lay aside our amulets, our charms, our medicines, our chants, our bits of magic in whatever form they take. We will be still and listen for the voice of healing, the voice of love, the voice of assurance that you are safe and beloved which will cure all ills as one. Now that's an enormous claim, so we need to pay attention to it. This book does not make claims that it can't actually provide. So this restores saneness to all of us. No voice but this can cure. So today we're going to hear this single voice that speaks to us of truth, where all the illusions end and peace returns to the eternal quiet home of God. We waken hearing him. And so we're going to remember for the first five minutes as the day begins, and again, five minutes before we go to sleep. And our only preparation is to just let go of all of our interfering thoughts. That's all the stuff about what we have to do to make the world work. The whole thing, not just a few of them, all of them because they're all the same. There's no point in trying to differentiate between them because they're all unreal. And we do not want to delay the time when we can hear how beloved we are. We want to hear him now. We want to come to him today. So with a very beautiful ending, with nothing in our hands to which we cling. No, just I'm sure I know how the world works ideas. None of those. So with lifted hearts and listening minds, we pray, only salvation, only accepting what's true about us can be said to cure. Speak to us, Father, that we may be healed. And we will feel salvation cover us with soft protection and with peace so deep that no illusion, no imaginary things, no hallucination can disturb our minds or offer any kind of a proof that's compelling that seems to be real. This will we learn today. And we will say our prayer for our healing every hour for a minute or two. 
and hear the answer to our prayer given us as we listen in, in silence and enjoy. This is the day when healing comes to us. This is the day when the illusion of separation ends and we remember the oneness that we really are. Have a beautiful practice. This is a very powerful, intense lesson. It's very hard to wrap your head around, which is why the practice is what's so necessary. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Goodbye.